0: But even your boy, even your boy over here, Adler, yeah. he's, he's doing
1: something. He, oh, you're finally going to give him some credit? He's playing drums. He, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he has a drum kit in front of him, yeah. He, 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 he has <laughs> a drum
0: kit in <laughs> front of him. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. But like... Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music. And, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Hey! Hey!
1: Hey! 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 This is asinine. This is asinine. Fuck. This is this, talking. is, this is, this is, this is, this <laughs> is, <are> We looping? <laughs> we, we, I gotta get you to do the intro someday, because that would be so much fun. Yeah, to I want just do to get it through by
0: it. fucking first try, easy.
1: <laughs> you would not. Alright, this is Asinine Radio. This, this is, is the this weekly was, was. music podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different band, and we find out all the secrets about it, and we let you in on those secrets, and we try to have a good time doing it. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, While you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, uh, give us five stars. And uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord uh, server if you want to join that. Hit us up. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number if you want to call. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. And that phone number is 503-893-5307. And now that we have all of the... uh, Intro out of the way, let's get into the album of the week. So, what are we doing this week, Jeff? We
0: are doing Guns N' Roses' album, Appetite for Destruction.
1: Guns N' Roses formed in 1985 in Los Angeles, California, by Axl Rose on vocals, Izzy Stradlin on guitar, Tracy Guns on guitar, Ole Bache, our Beach on bass, <laughs> and Rob Gardner on drums. They currently have six full-length records, four EPs, one live album, two compilations, and have sold over 100 million copies of their records worldwide but that one we're doing today is obviously appetite for destruction it's the band's first record and it was released july 21st 1987 it features axel rose on vocals slash on guitar izzy stradlin on guitar as well duff mckagan on bass Steven Adler on drums and this record has sold well over 30 million copies worldwide making it one of the most successful albums of all time <laughs> 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 what, are you, what are you giggling about? What do you got over here? It's so going? good.
0: That's why it's so good.
1: It's fine. It's good. Oh my
0: god! I'm such a cuck for this album. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so okay. So what is uh? What's your origin story with the Guns N' Roses? Eh. Eh. So, so this uh, oh. dude, I've been listening to this album since I was two months old. This album came
0: out like a couple months after I was born. So, know, mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably right. No, for reals though. Real talk, real talk. <laughs> this is one of the albums that like, that got me to, to want you to play the guitar. Because nobody can play the
1: guitar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All over the fucking place. So I know dude, you
1: cannot focus.
0: I cannot. It's so hard. This is one of the albums that got wow. me to play the guitar. Honestly, like my mom played this album so fucking much. I remember her playing this so much. There's like a there's just a couple albums and a couple artists like Guns N' Roses, CCR, Offspring, and then like Van Halen are probably like the four top ones that I remember listening to before I turned like nine. And this is just one of them. And I remember. Like I, dude, I fucking love. I love Paradise City. I love Sweet Child of Mine because there's so much nostalgia to them. And like Sam, okay, I, like, Eruption. Made me want to be really good at the guitar. As a as a young child, I thought I want to play the guitar first and foremost to play a camp. I want to play acoustic so I can sing these songs at camp because like, I'm mimicking what I see adults doing and counselors and stuff. That's what I want to do. But Eruption was what made me think that I want to be like a rock star. And then when that decided, I didn't want to do that, like the Guns N' Roses kind of stepped in and said, "Okay, I can play a lot of these songs and still kind of like like tear it up like Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Child of Mine is a fucking rocker of a song. Super easy to play once you kind of get like the hang of it down. And so this is man, Appetite for Destruction is just something that I've listened to so, so many times. And I, I bought this album on the vinyls early, early on. I got it for dirt cheap, a newer pressing, but I got it for, like, $8. And it's fucking, like, mint condition. (laughs) Love it. I think this album's fantastic. What is, what is, uh, what are we talking about here? What's going on?
1: This is your origin story, you know. Going on and
0: on. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So, like, like my mom playing this, because she, I mean, she's, like, 19 when this came out. I think, 18 Mm. when this came out. So, she was at that right age of just, just, like, damn, this is fucking good. This is, this is, like, glam rock, but fucking dominates glam rock dominates poison dominates cinderella but this isn't quite (laughs) like heavy metal so i don't need to need to like i don't know go to these these aggressive concerts and this isn't quite like punk music either so they like dude this album is just this album is something else this album is something else and there's a reason that it sells so many fucking copies there's a reason for that yeah there is
1: it's okay. accessible, that's for sure. It's It's, accessible. it's very accessible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that's not a knock to the record. I'm just saying it is very accessible.
0: This you is the only good it. album that the Guns mm-hmm. Roses have ever put out. The only good album.
1: The only Okay, yeah. That's yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: This album is better than good. It's it's great, but this is the only good album that they put out. They've put out nothing else that's good.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not hard to do, honestly. <laughs> there are other records But it's hard songs. to do this, but it's hard to do this. <laughs> this is unreal.
0: This uh, is unreal. This is this is just off the off the cuff. This is top five best debut albums by any band of all time. Uh, Period. Period.
1: It's I mean it's up there because it is so popular.
0: Yeah. No, no, not because it's so popular. It's rightfully so. We're talking it's changing the game here. Like I like I just said in in, in, no, in did, my introduction no, here, did. this is
1: changing the game of music. This is changing the game of rock. You're right. I agree with you on that. It changed a lot of things. Absolutely. This album
0: deserves all of the all of the 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 cred that it gets. It deserves it all cha-
1: of it. It changed. It changed a lot in the music scene. But then you throw it up, you throw it up against what it was going against, and eh, the competition isn't too strong. So, but, but
0: debut albums. This is better than Zeppelin one. This is better than Zeppelin One. No, through. no. Fact, factoids.
1: No. I literally listened to Zeppelin One last night. Where did you even bring that up? I know we actually were talking about Zeppelin last night, so maybe that's why you that's brought why it up. I,
0: that's why I said it. Okay.
1: Well, I, I listened to it last night. No fucking way. Yeah, is this, this is better than, than Zeppelin one. one. I'm saying this Sab- is better than
0: Zeppelin One. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath
1: is better than this.
0: One. That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: It's it's that's an amazing one. debut record. I think like, like I'm not even like joking. Like I could say Corn's Corn is better than this, but I know you would just laugh at that. But no, that's, you know yeah,
0: that's stupid. I, I honestly, I mean, like, I do like Corn's <laughs> Corn a lot, but that's just no. That's no, 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 no. This but is uh, Black Sabbath.
1: Black Sabbath is better than this. Uh
0: I don't know, man. Debut record-wise, like, I think is. like debut record-wise, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath would be like a like a ten. I think Van Halen's Van
1: Halen would be like a top ten. Van Halen's Van Halen is way better than this.
0: But I don't think it like has leaps the and depth bounds of this. Better than this. I don't think it has the, the depth of this.
1: N- it don't. doesn't have the depth, but it doesn't need the depth. That's the thing. N-
0: that's, uh, okay. It
1: doesn't yeah. need it because Van Halen's Van Halen is just so... I mean, I could go on for days about that record. That record is just unbelievable. There's literally nothing that sounds like that. Like the there only- are moments on There are moments on Appetite that sound like glam rock or what was going on in the 80s. Yeah,
0: they were a glam rock they started as a glam rock band. Like they were all yeah. glam rock rockers. Really the biggest knock to this album is the band and what they proceeded to become afterwards. Like That's everything so from family, 19 yeah. from July 22nd, 1987, cuz it came out July 21st, everything from July 22nd, <laughs>
1: 1987
0: <laughs> onward is pretty awful. Like this band is just the fucking worst.
1: Wait, so you didn't like GNR lies?
0: No, actually, I take that back. You're right. I do like half of Gene R. Lies, uh, the acoustic oh, half, okay. particular. Fucking guy. <laughs> Honestly, this band, this band gets gets, this. Oh man,
1: this band is so annoying. Oh, there's the worst. What about Pinkerton's Blue? That's a great debut record. Are not Pinkerton's? No, that Blue. is. Fucking Pinkerton's Blue. What the fuck is wrong with me? Pinkerton's Weezer's Blue.
0: Pinkerton's Blue is really good. I like Pinkerton's Blue. <laughs> I will forever call it Pinkerton's Blue from now on. Actually, <laughs> <is> so stupid. <laughs> and then Blues Pinkerton will be the, the follow up <laughs> to that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's that so good! So it dumb. sounds so much better actually, Pinkerton's Blue rather than Weezer's Blue. I like and Pinkerton's neither of us blue. said
1: anything after I said it. Not, neither of us caught it for a couple seconds. Like it's it,
0: it's sinking. It's sinking. It took a minute.
1: Wow, that was stupid. That was good. And, I,
0: honestly, I I think this is one of the greatest debut albums of all time. I I, I think like the first okay. side okay. A of Boston's Boston, their first album, I think is, oh, is one of the greatest okay. side A's of all time. But like side B doesn't match the intensity of side A. So like there's 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 varying degrees of 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 debut albums. Because side A of Boston's Boston, like come on, bro, it like, was fucking, fucking, fucking insane, so insane. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But this is. I agree. Man, this is fucking good, dude. This is, and like, I don't understand why you think Steven Adler was like a, a, a decent dude, drummer. I,
1: I think he's, his. I don't think he was like a virtuoso.
0: He's like the worst part of this band.
1: No way, dude. Him and There's Slash, nothing good him about and Slash him. Slash are the best parts. You're fucking band. high, dude. Adler's parts. Ad, I mean, he's not. He's he, not has means. He, dude, has he has no parts. He has no parts. Great beats and it's,
0: it's this, the sound. Do-ch- dude, come on. That's fine, It's arena though. rock. He, his sound is it, arena rock. It doesn't There's, matter. Oh, like God, he's you, the, we, I cannot stand him.
1: You and I, you and I talk so highly of Brad Wilk, and he's a very simple player as well. And just like Steven Adler is. But, but Steven can, Adler has a lot you, of swing and has a lot of groove. No, 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 no. Yes, You, he you does. hear moments of b I don't think you listen B-dubs, to this record. You hear you moments of
0: B-dubs, record. and you can hear him being an actual good drummer. Steven Adler I had no part in this record, do you hear him like? That oh scene. wow, he's actually pretty fucking good. Everything on this record is something like, like three weeks into a guitar class, you could be playing.
1: No, no, no. He is the I worst part I, of this album. No, he's not. Hundred percent, he is not. It no, goes. Steven stupid. Adler
0: is the worst, and then Izzy <laughs> because I don't really fucking hear him, and then and then Duff, and then Axel and then Slash. Dude, Axel's that's that's the worst ranks. part. That's is Easily the worst. part. That's stupid. You just you just think a person, part. and what he's become after this album has come out. No, but he's damn, the worth He's heart heart on point in this album. He is on point.
1: He has good moments, but he's not the greatest in the band. No fucking
0: is. Well, he, 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 he has perfect moments. Most of his moments are at least good. He never has bad moments on this album. You're you're
1: too clouded. You're you're you too I'm not. you're too clouded by the nostalgia. That's okay, Yoda,
0: relax over here, okay? Don't fucking true, Jedi though. me, Count Dooku, okay? Nah, well, okay. you know, that's the okay. way it is. It's the way she goes, boys. I knew I knew you're going to fucking hate this album because you just I didn't you, say I hated it. Just, I'm I just did not saying I'm, say I'm I hated. agitated, I'm irritated, I'm annoyed. <laughs> I I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want I right. we should we should talk about Pinkerton's Blue and what to call today. Oh, Pinkerton's Blue is so
1: good. <laughs> that was so believe <laughs> said that. So good. All right. Um Real quick, my origin story is I don't really have one because I don't remember the first time I ever heard Guns N' Roses. I assume it was probably Sweet Child of Mine. My mom never listened to, to Guns N' Roses. Um, my dad only listened to talk radio and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like KFI, that was it. So yeah, I I think Sweet Child of Mine I probably heard on K-Rock maybe in the late 90s. Never really cared for it that much. I thought you know, Slash was cool and the whole image was cool and uh outside of that i just didn't really care and it wasn't until because we did appetite for destruction years ago on the podcast but in the very old format and that was the first time i actually heard appetite in its entirety and i really dug it i thought it was a really rad record and i really hadn't listened to it since then until this week and and i was very pleasantly surprised really taking a deep dive into this record it's a lot more nuanced than i ever really than i ever realized and i like it I know you don't agree, but Stephen Adler, man, he has some great parts. Yeah, they're basic and simple, but they add so much to the sound of the songs.
0: He, he doesn't though. He's like Meg White. Like he's he was just chosen because he can just dumb it down, and then supplement slash Axel and some of Duff's parts. And what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. make you picture about it in any way, shape, or form. That's I'm like not saying he's White's the most. You just he's said the he's a top the top three drummer world. of all time. That's what you just fucking said, <laughs> out of your yes, mouth. Better, better than John molasses Peter. spilling out of your mouth.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's my origin story. Not not much, not much there. Uh, so let's get into our initial thoughts on the record. I mean, I guess we already did that. I think so. I, I think knocking on heaven's door was the first guitar
0: solo that I learned in its entirety when I was a kid.
1: God, what a lame guitar solo to learn. <laughs>
0: So I don't
1: think I don't think many of Slash's guitar solos are super memorable outside of the singles
0: Oh oh I okay. mean he he All is right. an I'll amazing you, guitar player I'll give you that I'll give you that there, i I mean, do I'm have not like this this
1: this, this this
0: this epiphany that I've never realized until now cuz I love Slash like Slash like Slash is is if we made a list of like our top personal 10 or 15 or whatever Slash would be yeah. there for me just because this album in particular I love what he does and, and it's not his solos. It's his noodling. It's his leads. Yeah. Like that's what's... Man, that's so good. That's like the best part of this album Or all of his fucking leads.
1: He just never shuts up. He doesn't. He just oh, goes so and goes cook. and goes. But then I notice it's pretty cookie cutter. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't really start noodling until about halfway into the song. And then, you know, the last quarter of the song is really him kind of going off. So there's always a buildup, but it always starts about halfway through the song. And that's pretty much every fucking song. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's so it's I mean, it's it is it's totally fine. But it, I never realized how kind of cookie cutter it was. But I thought I mean I really like Slash a lot. I I respect him so much more now after this week than I ever had before. He has some really great parts, and not only that, I I never really cared. I never really had any opinion on Izzy, the rhythm guitar player. But there are moments on this record where. Izzy and Slash just—they play off of each other incredibly well, and I, I just—I just had no idea. And then there are some songs too where it's the both of them and Duff, and the, all three of them are just kind of doing their own thing. But fuck, man, they—I mean, they, it for whatever reason it meshes so well. Izzy is—I mean, Izzy's really good. He is a really good guitar player. Nothing on Slash, but I think he yeah, has. Dude. Izzy's not bad. He's not bad I- at all. So, like, Izzy's first solo
0: album I really wanted to listen to this week. I forgot. But yeah. I think he has the most... I think he has the most solo albums that are everybody. Like, he has, like, 10. Really? 10 plus. But his first album's called Izzy Stradlin and the Juju Hounds. And it's supposed to be fucking fantastic. It's supposed to be, like, punk and reggae and hard rock. Really? And it's supposed to be really, really good. And all of the people that are in his band at the time, because, like, early 90s, they're all from other bands. Like, like... the I don't know, the guitarist from Buck Cherry and the drummer yeah. from this motherfucking band. I know it sounds lame, but it gets like fucking fantastic reviews for yeah, being so diverse.
1: Izzy. People really do love Izzy.
0: I think he's cool, man. Like, oh, look, so, good, like yeah. if we're just talking about Izzy, just like going into his history, and, and he played in a punk band when he first moved to LA, and his first show was met with like the crowd rushing the stage and fighting the band. And he played drums at the time because that's his first instrument that he played was the drums. And so he's behind his kit like holding up fucking cymbal stands and stuff trying to ward off these these rabid fans trying to fight him. And then he's, the reason why he switched to guitar was because somebody stole his drum set from his car and he had, net, he had no money to buy another drum set so he switched to bass but then he started writing music
1: then so then he switched to rhythm guitar. It's like dude, <laughs> so dude cool. plays it all. Dude plays it all. Yeah. I mean really the the, the one song on this record that was written by Izzy prior to Guns N' Roses. It's more of a punk song than anything else. Or like punk and roll. I Actually, you know what? I hate that term. Punk and roll is so stupid. It just Who sounds silly. Who says that? It's a thing. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I really wish I hadn't said it. Thinking right. about you, is that the song you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, kind of sort of the, the latter part of the record. Yeah, I don't like that
0: song. That, I think it's, it's a cool okay song. song. I think it's okay. It's a cool song, but it Not is more
1: thing. straightforward and more punk. We'll get into that eventually i guess we could we'll touch upon it later but anyway that's, let's, that's fine <laughs> it's not my one b uh so do we have any stinkers on this record no not even close no. okay i have no stinkers either surprise surprise no stinkers surprise sweet child of mine's on a stinker for you uh it's not it's not only because it's so iconic i can't i can't make it a stinker it's too I iconic fuck with it it's so good i don't really like the song though <laughs> oh it's so good nobody likes a song <laughs> Nobody likes his. Nobody on Earth Slash, likes that song. Even Slash doesn't like the song. Yeah, you but, but he acknowledges oh, shit on it.
0: He says, "Yeah, the song. I don't like it, but eh, it's pretty good." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> that's it's exactly is. how I feel about this because it's, it's my four B. It's my four B.
1: Oh God, you're such a cuck! I
0: don't even like it, but I mean, come on, come on. It's still pretty good. <sighs> it's, it's it's just a good. well it's a well crafted song.
1: Okay, whatever. Well, let's, uh, so since we, neither, neither of us have stinkers, we have some okay songs, uh, let's jump into Welcome to the Jungle because we already played it. That's yeah, and that's, it.
0: Your, and that's your 1B, so.
1: So this was the second single they put out. Uh, the first is technically the first single in the US, but the second single overall. And they made a video for it. It wasn't successful at first. Uh, it was like a, almost a year before they got any sort of recognition and nobody wanted to play them on the radio. Or on MTV. And it was a real like record label push from Geffen Records to get them played on MTV. And it took a long time. And that kind of annoyed me. Kind of annoyed me. Yeah. That it took so much of a record label push on MTV before they became popular. I mean, they were already popular in the scene, but man, that's a lot of. A lot of record label overreach right there. There's so much
0: like controversy from this band, from this album, from the artwork, from the lyrics, from Axel, from the partying. It's just, it's unreal that these guys did not blow up the day after this album dropped. Like, I just don't. What were you fucking doing, 1987? <laughs> Besides birthing me. I don't know. Like, what were and you me? fucking doing? But and, and me. The fuck out of here and me? Nobody shit. <laughs> Nobody <Don't me> cares. <laughs> is this your one B? This is your one B. No. I know it is. No, it's not my one B. This is your. You, you, you love this fucking song.
1: I do love this song. I really do love this song. This is my two B. That's my two B also. no oh, you fucking idiot! You're the worst, dude. That intro. You're oh my god! Oh, it's Iconic, such a great intro.
0: Fucking dope. Instant excitement. Oh, perfect. And then of the delay. And then love it. And
1: then the snare drum from steven adler kicking it just that one snare hit into the main riff fucking so good oh my god just that one snare that's all you need that's all you fucking you don't don't need some crazy fill or anything like that just that one snare hit perfection It's, it's good no
0: that's fantastic that's why it's my 2b but no, you fucking hate it because you hate Steve. The United. riffage.
1: Come on, the riffage
0: is where it's at. Oh, bum, no, bum, the, yeah. Bum, the
1: riff. Bum, bum, Come on, dude. That's, that's some it, fancy it bounces, shit right there. But it simple. bounces so well. It bounces so fucking well. I love it. I love this song. It's a fucking great song.
0: And Axel slays in this song. Like, he does. Everything, everything he does sounds fantastic here. Like This song is so he, perfect.
1: Even the na-na-na parts, they're not that annoying. They could be really annoying, but... For some reason, he pulls it off. I don't know how he pulls it off, but he does on this song.
0: Like, like, like the problem with this with this album is we know how annoying Axel will become, and so it's hard to like. It's hard to separate, you know, nineteen eighty eight and onward Axel from just this one album. And if he was like a cool guy, and I'm actually he's not that bad of a guy. More than I read about him, he's kind of getting like a bad rap, I think.
1: Yeah, but, and I, I know Josh Freeze, because he was in the band for so long. He's come out and said like, Axel's not that bad. He's actually a really cool guy, and he's always like, he's hadn't he's never had anything bad to say about Axel, ever.
0: Neither did uh, but, Michelle Michelle Young. I read an interview with Michelle Young when we talked about my Michelle. Is one of my bangers. Yeah. Yeah. But she she did an interview too, and she's like, "Yeah, dude, like everybody pegs Ackles like a total douchebag." And then reading about like his upbringing, I had no idea like his 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 early childhood was was rife with with horrible circumstances.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. uh, I don't know, it, it's it's fine. Welcome to the Jungle is a fantastic song. I love it. I love his voice in it. I love his voice all over this album. I, I just think that that he gets a bad rap because he does get very annoying very fast. The next album, yeah. fucking live, Guns and Roses, lies. <laughs> live and lies uh, and then onward he's annoying he is so it's hard he really it's is. hard it's hard to like to separate the annoying axel from like when this came out and like wow like he just did the glam rock vocals better than every glam rock band in the 80s
1: you're totally straight right straight up yeah you're right and what i what i noticed uh this week with uh with his voice he has like three levels of 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 like i don't i'm I'm probably saying this wrong, but like three levels of octaves, maybe. He has the he has the low register. He does on a couple songs, like the second song was a, It's so easy. It's yeah. very very low. But then you know, Welcome to the Jungle, he sings in a more in a high, much higher register. But then there are some songs where he sings in a very kind of mid range tone, and I was I was kind of blown away by it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize he had. I never realized how much range he actually had as a vocalist and uh i don't know this this album kind of really it really shows that in 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 an exciting way unlike the ballad albums after this but yeah it's good man welcome to the jungle solid stuff and i I think structurally too i I, it just it flows so well right there's no there's no downtime in the song uh there's some like cleaner guitars but it they're necessary to build back up into the big heavy choruses or into the solo it's so it's so well done and the use of the cowbell by steven adler i think oh yeah killer man that's
0: that's that's one of the few parts in the album that really stand out as like oh wow the drummer is doing something unique he's doing something fun he
1: actually uses the cowbell quite a bit on this record but it's never it's It's never annoying
0: yeah. But it, it's it's never it's it's never on its own. It's, it's never as like a transition, it's never as like a lead part for the drummer. It's always buried.
1: Yeah. And also I I was really impressed by not only his drum tone, everything about his drums I think sounded really great. Uh, but also the his ride symbol. I don't know what kind of ride symbol he was using, but goddamn did that fucking thing sound so crisp. Whether he was hitting like the bell part of that or just like the, the the wider part of that symbol but it was so clean and smooth sounding i dude his the drum tones on this record are amazing and reading more about it, it he he recorded this this entire record in 6 days and to get that kind of tone and just to really yeah, kind of knuckle do down much. and just really he not do anything but it doesn't
0: okay, okay that doesn't matter <laughs> he just comes in and lays down the same fucking beat for every but it all doesn't these matter. 12 songs it's but then boring
1: when, in the context of it all, I mean, th- this, the recording of this record was also very frustrating because Axl Rose was such a bitch about it where, to where he literally had, he recorded every single line separately, and then they had to go in and splice it by hand with a razor blade, all of his vocal tracks, so it made sense. Like, that, is, dude, it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> it's so, it's, so, and you know, he probably just did it to be an ass.
0: I mean, we got to like,
1: dude, they were like 21. They were 21. Okay, it doesn't, it's no excuse. But they're so
0: immature. They're so fucking immature. These guys are just, they want to be a band so they can party. They don't want to be a band so they can, like, you know, reinvent the music wheel here. They don't want to be a band so they can live in infamy forever. They want, they want to be bands so they can fucking party. And so this is, I don't know, this Mm -hmm. this is what it comes down to and god damn, they did so many fucking drugs unreal so yeah. much drinking it's unreal
1: cannot believe these guys are still alive cannot believe it yeah and all of them survived they're all still alive now that i think <laughs> about it yeah steven adler almost died several times yeah he but like, honestly he should he have was been the dead. worst yeah he, yeah, he, he, he was the worst dead. of them all like even now when you when you see him talk like you could tell he's not unfortunately he's like not all there like he has that kind of slurred speech like permanent slurred speech but dude that's what happens when you do so much heroin and cocaine and drink so much it's gonna fuck you up permanently but yeah anyway uh back to welcome to the jungle uh what do you got lyrically on this one
0: so there's like a lot of lore written about these lyrics yeah all of these lyrics there's a lot of stories there's a lot of, of fables of folk tales and uh, I'm going to believe it all because it's. if I believe it, then it, it makes it sound cooler. Mm-hmm. It's more fun. And this was uh, supposedly inspired by a homeless man who told Axel after he got off a bus in New York, this homeless guy says, do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. That's that is so, so fucking it's cool. It's so cool. It's so awesome. I love it so much. I choose <laughs> to believe this because I love that story so much. Yeah, I really that, want to believe it.
1: And I even really if it was fake, I
0: wouldn't that. even read the article like claiming that it was fake. I would still continue to live in, in, in ignorance
1: because I love that story so damn much.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. It's so cool. It's so It's rock one of the star. most
1: rock it's one of the most rock and roll things ever. <laughs> it really is.
0: Oh, it's so rad. It's so cool. And the it videos, really the, the video for this music, the, the 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 music video for this song, it's uh, it's stupid. I think it's lame. I mean, like, all the dumb. music
1: videos. Off this one are stupid. But this, this is when they
0: played it like fucking four in the morning because it was too, they they didn't want to play that I had height that during the prime time because they don't want people to see it. It was, it was whatever. And like it's dumb. Was, stupid. stupid.
1: So I have a, I have a little bit of a connection to the music video of this. Uh, friend of the pod, Jessica, her dad was very much in the scene of, and of the hair metal scene in the, in the eighties. And he, apparently, apparently, and I've seen pictures. Apparently, he was the one who styled Axl Rose's hair in this music video.
0: Damn, I yeah. was gonna say, dude, Axl Rose's hair when he's on stage for the that that part of the music video,
1: and it's all teased up and wild, everything like that. Fucking yeah. wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, more wild than any than anything Poison ever looked like <laughs> his hair it's was terrible wild and black leather pants tight
1: black leather pants
0: <laughs> wild absolutely yeah. wild pulls it off yep, yep. but wild
1: it's true so yeah that that's my that's my little connection to the music videos i know the person who did his hair in that video Look at that. so cool it's good hair good hair good hair but um yeah i don't know do we have anything else on welcome to the jungle no, that's a that's a good song. I like that song. That's a good one. It is perfect opener. I mean, I mean lyrically. I mean lyrically too. I mean, what the story you told, the lore. That's what the song's about. You know, coming to the city for the first time and seeing all the debauchery and the shittiness of the of a big city, and surviving hmm. it. So, uh, so let's move on. What do you? What's your one B? <laughs> Paradise City. <laughs> Is it really your number one?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my one B. I'm not even gonna pretend. Fine.
1: I don't even care. That's totally fine. So your your top two Bs are the singles. What is your one B? I know you're gonna pretend like
0: it's not Paradise City, but even I it, Do we want to get it? Do we want to get into that?
1: I no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna move
0: until I hear your one B.
1: My Michelle. Oh, that's stupid. Mm. Is it's Paradise City your three B then? Paradise City is my five B
0: you're stupid you're you're being dumb That's fine. you That's you fine. I guarantee you right now cuz my Michelle's my 3B and I've always loved my Michelle fucking fantastic song but I guarantee damn you, you cannot recite anything from my Michelle maybe even not even the melody of the chorus I could I don't think you I'm could. not going to do it I but don't think you I could, could
1: definitely I think I think the outside of the the three hits the the chorus in my Michelle is the catchiest part of this whole record
0: I mean I agree I think my Michelle if it wasn't for Welcome to the jungle in Paradise City. My Michelle is easily on 1B. But to That's put Paradise honest, City on your 5B is just, come on. Just, I love like Paradise dog. City. You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm doing the dog thing, like I'm begging for a treat. What you're doing right now is <laughs> begging for attention. You're begging for attention as making it look like you're not just a, a one-hit wonder, cliche boy, but like you're lying to yourself. And you're lying to our listeners. And you're lying I to love, me. And honestly, I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I won't tolerate it.
1: I love Paradise City. So we're going to get into that right now. Paradise City, a long song. Quite a long song. Probably the longest song on the record, actually. Long song con. The build up in this song is fucking awesome. Right? It starts off slow with that big, heavy, anthemic drum beat. And then it just builds and builds. And then the whistle. It's the whistle <laughs> that gets me every time. I love it. It's so dumb and bad, but I love it so much. This... <laughs> Everything, good, everything about this intro in Paradise City
0: is what I, I complain about most in music. It's fucking stupid, cheesy guitars. It's weak yeah. drum beat. Like, Dude, the drum is awful. Absolutely I awful. I love his drums. I love the drums in the it's song.
1: Doo-choo, doo-choo. Oh my God. Put but a little dude, verb so, on it and call it a day. Boring. Yes, but but think about how boring. how effective it is. It is so catchy.
0: Bass, the bass is just mimicking the vocal pattern. I don't care. That's Verbed perfect. Verbed anthemic vocals. That's Everything fine.
1: about the... This is my 1B. I don't know why you fight, yeah, so stop the way you fight bitching. me on this. So, stop bitching about Stephen Adler.
0: Because he's the worst... You're a fucking silly boy, Todd. You've been stupid. duped hard if you think Stephen Adler did anything more than than what I could just play on the drums. I could play all of Stephen Adler's parts. Straight up. No, you can't. Boring. I guarantee you Absolutely. Can. I guarantee I, 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 you I'll you a thousand fucking dollars right now, I can.
1: No, you, my, won't same, you won't have that same... Shake my virtual my no, virtual You won't have that same groove and swing that he does. No oh, <laughs> Because I I know exactly oh, yeah. how you'll play it too. I know ex- you'll have a giant smile on your face too. <laughs> you wait you wait till next time we
0: jam. I'm just going that's all I'm gonna play. It's gonna be so annoying. Oh my god! You're like, oh yeah, I am an idiot. Steve, now there isn't. that great. He's the worst part of this fucking band. There's all I'm sure. Yeah, everything about this intro is 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 what I hate about music. Like everything about it is just the pieces t- on their own are just annoying and awful. But I don't know, man. You put it all together, and it makes for something just bigger than it could ever even think it could possibly be. It's so perfect, and yeah, you're right. Right, the fucking whistle. Like the that's, whistle's so good. We're getting told when to rock is what's happening. We're hearing this this intro. It's 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 a slow build, and we're thinking, okay, it's gonna have to go somewhere. How are they gonna transition with a whistle? That's what we're gonna do. This, this is <laughs> no, fucking no. blow a whistle. Let's tell the listeners when it's okay to let loose, and then it does, and then the fucking song lets loose. But it, seems it's it. not even
1: it's not even fully let loose at this point. <laughs> no. So, no, no, So we no, no. we get a minute and twenty seconds before we hit the whistle. Before the whistle hits, it's just like this a kind of acoustic build up with some lead guitar playing. But then that hits, and then it's the big heavy earth that da 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 It's just it's heavy. It really is but then Axel comes in and does his whole like the verses and just does the, his his normal vocal thing and then are you blind? it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh man. But then it you, it's not until like around 4 minutes and 40 seconds where the real good stuff starts to happen. Where it it's pretty much just Axel saying just repeating the same thing over and over again, but it's more of like an improv thing and Everybody's just kind of going crazy, especially Slash. He's just fucking ripping it. This is the one song where he rips it up the most, and he's just doing sh- just wanking for the sake of wanking. Like there's no real guitar lead. It's just him fucking going crazy, like doing all the sweeping on the guitar. Like he's fucking nuts. Duff is ripping it up too on the bass. He has some amazing bass parts on the song. It's fucking good, man. Fucking great. I dude, there's dude, there's so many
0: elements to this song that I I just I'm all over the place here. So so like the heavy riffage in the verse, that's very metal sounding. That's very metal sounding. It's really cool. The chorus has like kind of glam metal elements to it. While I'm not hundred percent on board with Axel's vocals on the bridge part, that's so far away, Eh, I could do without it. But like <laughs> I like I like what Slash is doing. I like what Slash is doing. The like the little high parts there, the, yeah, the high yeah. leads. That's so fucking cool. And that like, it all leads to the last like real chorus before we double time. And the song just sort of falls apart before the double time. And this is the only time in the album that I like Adler. Adler's doing this bottom thing where he's just like doo, 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 doo. Only part of yeah. the album that I really, really love what he's doing on the drums. And then Axel's just going on and on and on and on. And then yeah, dude, we get into the double time part. And it's legit some of the coolest two minutes in all of music. I don't even care. It's I, I love everything about it. It's so, it's cool, so man. fucking it's so cool. Axel's holding it all together. Slash is completely off the rails, doing whatever the fuck he wants. Duff and Adler are just really grooving with each other and playing off of it. Izzy's just like trying to like, okay, I'm gonna try and just hold Axel in and give him like a, a, a solid like guitar beat to like to, to, to sing along to, but I'm also gonna mm-hmm. make sure that Slash knows where he's going. And it's just it's so chaotic. It's so insane. And you're right, man. Duff has some really, really, really rad bass parts in this song. Slash has perfect sweeps. They're perfect sweeps, perfect arpeggios, perfect. I've never heard him
1: play like that before. It's un fucking believable.
0: It's a tiring listen because of how great it is. It really is. And I'm like, I, I even, dude. As soon as I heard it again this week, I said I'm gonna add it to my list of things. I don't have a list of things like this, but I'm gonna add it to a list of things that I wish I would have been, been there the first time they dropped it live. And I was kind of researching <laughs> it, and the first time that I read that they performed this song live for the first time was at the Troubadour on October tenth, oh. nineteen eighty five. Oh fuck! Two years before two this years album came out. before this album came out, was they Slash were twenty even in the years band old at the time. Yeah, they were twenty years old. Oh, fuck, twenty year olds, come on the tr- the shit. fucking Troubadour. The Troubadour is like a yeah. not even that big of a venue in LA. It's
1: so tiny, yeah. Oh my fuck you. I'd die.
0: There. I'd fucking die.
1: I don't even care. God damn, the song was so good. I think the troubadour is probably my favorite venue in LA. Maybe the whiskey. I I really,
0: really, really like the troubadour.
1: I Man, I that. don't I mean, know, dude. Like all these all these LA venues are so fucking yeah. cool. It's really a toss up between the whiskey and the troubadour. Both of those venues are they're so cool. They're so iconic. So much history. I hate, I hate like
0: like like being one of those people that say because like, because you know why I hate doing it is because Ryan does it in the office when he talks about being in New York he's oh you just have to be there you have to feel the energy like it's so annoying and people are <laughs> it like is that really but walking into the Viper walking walking into the Roxy the Troubadour all of these venues honestly it is like a vibe it is a when you walk in there you just think of like who graced this stage. Listen to Van, Van Halen, Halen play on un- <laughs> like nobody knew who the fuck they were. And here's Eddie Van Halen in yeah. his damn near teens, shredding on the guitar. Here's Slash and then and, and boys playing Paradise City for the first time when they're twenty years old.
1: Dude. <sighs> oh, dude. Fuck me, I died. Ridiculous. I die. I think even throwing it back. I did Zeppelin ever play smaller the smaller clubs in LA back in the day? I don't think they did, but Maybe. Maybe
0: not the, no I don't think so I think I think they stuck to no. like like the big the big yeah I think they were already emus. too big
1: by the time they came to the US they might have been too big fucking crazy mm. man
0: Yeah man I, can't, I I can't even imagine I I I do not I cannot sing the praises of Paradise City enough because I think it is a perfect song I think it has a lot of a lot of elements that I think are just are just cheesy and dumb but that's only because songs now are replicating what Paradise City already Perfected.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking great, man. Should we play a little bit of Paradise City?
0: Dude, I got... There's only half my notes. I haven't even dove into the lore of the lyrics, the lyrics in themselves. What do you want to do? All about everything. Whatever you want to do. do? No, this Uh, is
1: your pod. What do you want to do? Should we play it, get into the lyrics and the lore? Yeah, you should play at least the beginning
0: part because that's like the worst part. Just the beginning? Yeah, just play the beginning.
1: Why? Because... I was gonna play it like at the when it got when it picked up like in the four minute mark. Damn, you're I don't know. They, I, I don't know if they deserve to hear that. <laughs> what about the whistle? If you, if you
0: know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't true, know, then you don't true. deserve to know. To
1: be honest, you don't. Know. Okay, let's just play it from the beginning then. So here it is, uh, Paradise City from Guns N' Roses. Paradise City from Guns N' Roses. So, what else you got on this one, lyrically and all that kind of stuff? What do you got?
0: I was thinking about like, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking in your mind. I see in my mind that the intro is, is pretty lame. But like, like when you said like you only want to play the intro, right? I was like, you know what? If you don't, if you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. It's so okay? dumb. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That should be on the uh, no no list because people, people i I was say thinking that annoying. too, yeah, I really but, don't like that, but it's so true on this if you if God if you can't get through the intro, you don't deserve the outro, you just don't you fucking don't, And the intro's not bad, like no, even bad. if it if even if you just cut it before the whistle, slash's leaves the like don't forget dude slash is like a a fucking besides zach wild like the only person that comes to mind like Slash is a master at the pinch harmonics. He throws them in so really subtly. It, yeah. So fucking good at it. But he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't overstate
1: it's welcome. There isn't rely on it they're like quick. Zach Wild does.
0: Ex- yeah, exactly. Does not rely on it. Throws it in there for nuance. And yes, he is yeah. so goddamn good at it. And I love those little leads in the intro there. Oh my, there's I I I perfection. Absolute perfection. Pop goes perfection.
1: Of Ghost Perfection. Ah, it's good stuff, man.
0: Yeah. So, um, supposedly this was written in the back of a van during a, a mm-hmm. goof sesh, right? And <laughs> this is so funny. I'm, I'm giggling already. Original lyrics by Slash after Paradise City was, uh, take me down to Paradise City where the girls are fat and they've got big titties. But, <laughs> yeah, i read um, that too. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you giggle when you read that? I did. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> so childish. And then, and then, like, it got scratched for obvious reasons because that's not going to make them famous. And then, longevity terms and slash had had said, like, I don't know why they
1: didn't use it. I liked it. It's like, come on, man. Were you 12? <laughs> like, <they> just, <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's stupid. It sounds like, like a nine year old or a 12 year old would make up. Yeah.
0: But this is this is the song that, that, that I alluded to earlier, where there were so the the guitarist and songwriter for a band called Hanoi Rocks, yeah. stated yeah. that this song rips off one of his band songs, and that's why they didn't do because because like Axel like loved Hanoi Rocks. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Hanoi Rocks.
1: No, that's right. That's
0: right. Axel like loved this band, and the reason they didn't put it on the Spaghetti Incident is because this guy was a douchebag, and they didn't want to give me fucking money. And I think it came, it stemmed from this this um, this incident. And I listened to it. I listened to their version, the Hanoi Rocks version. I listened to it and twice. Is could that not, good? could not, could no. I just could not make a definitive oh. comparison. <laughs> there is another right. song on this album that I for sure heard a fucking comparison <laughs> instantaneously, but not this one. No. So, all right.
1: I'm on. Wasn't the the singer from Hanoi Rocks? Isn't he the one who died? That Vince Neil, that Vin, essentially Vince Neil kind of killed what in the car accident remember you know vince neal got in that car accident yeah. in the 80s and he killed and his like friend no, died no, no, in the car no. who was the one who's the guy who died oh, i don't know i think it was the singer from hanoi rocks
0: uh well he's still alive so i don't I don't, uh, maybe, maybe he's not the singer it? i just know he's like the guitarist and like one of the main songwriters
1: let's see i'm I'm just looking that up real quick because it's gonna drive me nuts drive me nuts
0: michael monroe why would you not just type in Vince Neil car accident?
1: That's what I did. That's exactly what I wrote. Okay,
0: here we go. I have a, actually I have a fast computer now in front of me. Vince Neil <laughs> car accident. Nicholas Razzie Dingley. I was oh, just wait. looking at that. Yep, that's the singer for Hanoi Rocks. I told or was you the singer.
1: No, he was the drummer. No, drummer. He drummer. was a drummer. Yeah, he was the drummer. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, not the singer. The drummer for Hanoi Rocks. That was in not 1984 damn 19 1984 It's five anyway anyway
0: back to yeah Curtis. i i i cannot make a definitive statement between the two so that's pretty uh that's pretty weak, weak. but um <laughs> i don't know there's there's the, this song is actually kind of like a deeper and cooler song than i ever thought there's there's some there's some pretty dope things going on here axel talking about paradise city and kind of playing off the idea of like having your cake and eating it too, right? Like mm. their their fame is starting to gain traction, but they're re- they're realizing like their semi ghetto roots will be washed away with fame and superficial lifestyles, and they're still struggling with that as people in their early twenties. I think that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. That's I, that's fun. I, yeah, I guess. I just never. I just didn't really pick up anything too extremely deep on this record from Maxwell's lyrics, outside of like. Some of the, the stuff about the girls that he was kind of infatuated with, but when it wasn't about them, I just felt like the lyrics were just whatever. They were just there God, to you, as a placeholder. Can,
0: can you believe these are like these guys are like fucking? They were twenty one when they're recording this. Like, how do you record this at twenty one?
1: I know it's fucking stupid, right? Like, what were you thinking?
0: How can you? How be is Steven Adler And
1: make the and write those oh drum beats. Oh God! Bands? Why
0: are you? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I just don't. I don't understand.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy!
1: Fuck, dude. They were like twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty-two, and Steven Adler almost died. Like he was that bad of an alcoholic drug addict, where he almost fucking died. Like, I, I, just, like I can't even ma- imagine being that young and on that close and being that close to death.
0: It had to have been like we drink a lot when we were twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four. But, like but like, I felt like we drank a lot. Like there were multiple nights a week where we drank so much, like we we're barfing. Well, for the most of it, you only barfed once. And
1: we never, all saw it. i never. I don't. I
0: no. Well, I did not. We all saw you barfing
1: barf the sink, but that's fine. I did not barf in the sink.
0: But yeah, we drank a lot. And <laughs> I just, I, I think like how much did they fucking drink? But then you watch like, like some of these guys from from like Wasp or these other stupid fucking bands. And they're like drinking straight from the bottle. They're drinking like Jack, a bottle of Jack a night, a night. Yeah.
1: Just to, just before they even go on stage. That's just to get warmed up. That's not even a bottle. Dude, especially now I can't even, I can't even drink more than like three, three cocktails, you know, three Jack and Cokes. Let's just say that like any more than that. I'm feeling, dude, I, I, I rarely drink liquor anymore. But, dude, drinking more than like three or four cocktails, man, just fucks me up. Yeah, hardcore. But yeah, a whole bottle of Jack. Even back then, even drinking half a half a fifth of Jack, dude, it would fuck us up immensely. We could do it, but we would be fucking dead. I mean, we we would pregame with out. a four loco,
0: and then continue to drink all night until like two in the morning, and then more often all than night. not, go back to Later the condo or the house or wherever. Oh, yeah. And keep drinking until like three,
1: four, five sometimes? Five sometimes. We would drink till the sun came up. We like we drank a
0: lot, but We didn't. I never thought that like it was affecting my health. So like how much do they fucking drink? Like at some point your body literally just shuts down, no? Like when you're really, really tired. You like you can't you can't force yourself to stay awake because at some point you will just fall asleep. You well, can't I mean, like you can't hold your breath to like kill yourself, right? Because at some point you'll yeah. just like pass out. Like your body will just shut down at some point. At one point, if well, your that's, body's like, that's we're, why we're, "We're done, bro. We're
1: done." Well, that, that's why they're they're not only drinking, but they're they're snorting coke on top of it. That's to true. keep them up, and that's then true. who knows what kind of pills they're taking? They could be taking speed or anything just to stay up but to counteract the depressant of the alcohol or the depressant of the heroin oh, or whatever man. else they're doing. It's just the the constant like. They're just trying to keep that balance, so they're they're just fighting the the downers with the uppers. It's fucking nuts, dude. It yeah, is. It's it's sad. It's 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 sad. something we never experienced personally, with ourselves. But we just. I mean, like we we
0: we could have. We just chose not to because that's mm-hmm. psychotic. Yeah, yeah. It, straight up, it made it's more sense. fucking insane. <laughs> it's just like, dude, that's that does not sound fun to me. Uh, yeah, so, so that was what, my one B. Paradise. No, I'm, I'm. That's it. That's all. Paradise is my one B.
1: Fucking shit, dude. Fucking shit. Mm-hmm. So let's get into uh, let's get into my one B, and that's my Michelle. Mm-hmm. This is your three B, right? That's my three B. Oh man, this is uh this is a real standout. That that chorus is extremely catchy, and I don't know if it's is it is it um like an like a weird time signature or is it just, or am I crazy?
0: No, I think it's, I don't think it does it switch. Does it switch from like a four,
1: four to, to a three, four? I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. No way.
0: Steven Adler can do a waltz. No way.
1: Oh, you could do it. Nah, he's trash. (laughs) You're the worst. Garbage. You're the fucking worst. (laughs) Garbage. (laughs) Oh man, this is a great song, man. Um, yeah. Dude, so getting both guitars involved, like with the, with the intro.
0: Yeah. Banger.
1: Well, love it. So I, I don't think the guitars on this song are particularly, they're not outrageous. They're not, they're not doing anything crazy. It's not the typical slash of him kind of doing the wanking or the, the, the crazy leads, but they're, they're more subdued. But then the way that they intertwine with Duff's bass playing in this song, I think is, is amazing. Like the, the songwriting in the song I think is top, top notch because of that. Because they're all just playing so well with one another and everything is just so, just so on beat and so perfect together. I, I love I love it. I think the song is fucking amazing. And like I Have said, you, it's so, super catchy.
0: Like, before this week, because you said you haven't listened to this album in a long time Yeah. until we did the album the first time in the pod and then before that it's been a while too, do
1: you remember this song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This song, this song was this song, huge. This this yeah. is like one of the. This like a fan favorite. Like this is a massive song. This it's song so is so good. fucking good. I mean, outside of the singles, the songs I really remembered were this one and Mister Brownstone. Those are the two big ones that I remembered outside of that. Oh, and Night Train. Night <laughs> Train was another one. Ah, Night but, Train. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, My Michelle, and. Throughout this entire song, Axel just sounds pissed. Like he just he sings in, the, in his more higher register, uh, but he just he's more of like it's almost like a scream throughout the entire song. It's killer. It's super.
0: Do killer. so. So you like Axel's vocals in this album, on this song? Yes, I do. Because this is this is my favorite vocal performance on the album by Axel. Like this is my favorite thing that he does. Because I think when he when he does a chorus. I think he's better when he just does noises like the well, well, well parts, mm-hmm. like the no, 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 play, play. He just does noises. I think that he's at his best when he's like speaking and and singing. He's good on this album only, but I think he's at his best when he's just because he does have a unique voice and like you said earlier, he does have a decent fucking range for a guy that's super obnoxious. So the chorus, the well, 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 my Michelle. Like I like the way he says it. I like the way it's presented. I like how it sounds. I love how he
1: sings in this song. I think it's absolutely perfect. I think it's top-notch stuff. Maybe not in this song in particular, but there are a lot of moments on this entire record that he sounds so much like Bon Scott, a little bit of Brian Johnson as well from ACDC. And now it totally makes sense to me why... He toured with ACDC for like two or three years.
0: Ugh, I mean, that would be it such makes an so, annoying fucking show.
1: But it makes so much sense after hearing, after really kind of diving deep on this record, I I totally understand why they chose Axel to to really essentially fill in for Brian Johnson. It makes yeah, sense because they're all he, annoying. Well, yeah, that's true. They all are, they all are kind of annoying. Just say
0: it. It's fine. They're all annoying.
1: <laughs> they are. They are. They totally are. I
0: think. I, I think Guns N' Roses is, is the most
1: overrated band of all time, except oh, for this God. album. They're 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 almost to the point of Sex Pistols. Dude, where? Don't
0: be. Why would you even? No,
1: no. <laughs> they no. Are, they're almost there. They're almost there because their their style, their brand, is almost bigger than the music.
0: But at least like. Guns N' Roses, that's their
1: brand that they created, that they made, that they fucking worked hard for. True, true. Sex Pistols are a joke. But did they really work hard for it? Because like we talked about... Yeah, they this did. Album, this, album this, al- sucked this album when it came out. No, we liked it. But that's, what I, well. I, that's my point. Because it wasn't until the guys at Geffen, or yeah, the executives at Geffen really pushed it on MTV, probably paid them, play this song more but it's an objectively good album, another, good album, album that didn't, yeah.
0: another album that didn't do well when it came out was blues pinkerton that didn't do very well <laughs> and as we know like that's
1: one of the best <laughs> albums of the fucking 90s that's true but also they didn't have the record label which i think they were also under geffen I think, they yeah, didn't have they geffen go to the go to mtv and the radio stations at push dude david geffen knows gold he knows gold he did i mean look at Nirvana and all that shit too. Blues Pinkerton, Nirvana's Nirvana,
0: fucking GNR, Sapphite. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I said that. That was like, so dumb. It's, anyway,
0: I, I I like it though. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be cool. Like a uh, uh, Weezer Pinkerton cover band.
1: Pinkerton Pinkerton's blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what a, so good. I'm such a dumbass. <laughs> it's
0: so dumb. fucking good. Pinkerton <laughs> blue. I love that so much. I'm gonna get that tattooed on me
1: one day. I like that so much. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, um. Okay, so back back to this stupid fucking record that we're doing. What's really cool is you know you have that the craziness of, of Paradise City, which it is. It's honestly a pretty crazy song, and then it goes right into My Michelle, to arguably one of the the chorus is probably one of the catchiest things on this entire record. So you go from the craziness to like this extremely catchy song and kind of weird, straightforward song. I don't know it. This song is all over the place.
0: It it's, really is. It's it's heavier. It's more melancholy. I mean. Th- like Paradise City is the catchiest chorus in this entire album. Like it is, it is designed as such. It is like Seven Nation Army. It is designed as a as a as a sing along song. The moment you even like catch a whiff of like where the riff is going, it's just yeah, yeah. It, That's just how that's just the song. It that's just the way it is. It is what it is. No. First things first. All of them live, laugh, love everything. Okay, but my Michelle, my Michelle like takes takes the momentum of paradise city because paradise city i think ends tra- side a on the vinyl right the, a, I, yeah. I don't know i don't have it on paradise mind. paradise i'm looking at it right now. paradise city ends side a of the vinyls because i have two that of makes them. sense and then my michelle starts it so you like wait you have two way, copies of appetite yeah i might i might play copy my my put on the wall copy are you serious no i just have one copy
1: i was, I was gonna say <laughs> give me a fucking copy or something
0: I think at some point, like I've, I've, I, I, came across appetite for like cheap in the wild, and you were like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I turned it down. Boo, <laughs> I hate because I roses. Boo. I don't <laughs> hate them, but
1: I would. I mean, vinyl wise, I would. I'd buy God, this for you're twenty just so bucks. Stupid. This I'd is I buy it for twenty and then twenty two on a good day.
0: This is an album that's just one of those albums that like. I mean I don't have a great setup, but just like sonically, it sounds fucking great on my on my setup that I have. On my dinky little bookshelf speakers, on my decent turntable. This is just sonically a really, really well produced album that everybody shines when they want to. Everybody comes through. And we haven't talked about what Sweet Child of Mine yet because that's 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 song, I guess we'll get to that when I get to it. Third
1: third thing third. We'll we'll get to that when I get to it. There, there's another one that should go on the no yeah, that's a four. That, that should go on the list. No, no so four things fourth, okay. Four things fourth,
0: <laughs> <laughs> out of control here, just fucking flying <laughs> off <out> the rails.
1: <laughs> this is this is a tough one. God damn. Ooh, Pinkertons blue. Okay, so Pinkerton's uh,
0: blue. My Michelle lyrics. Want to get into the lyrics? We want to do. Let's
1: let, let's play a little bit of it and then we'll get into the lyrics and then probably play move a little on. Of it. So here it is, My Michelle from uh, Guns N' Roses. Here it is, my Michelle from Guns N' Roses. The best song on the record. <laughs> Without a doubt. Alright, so what do we got lyrically on this one? What do you got?
0: This um this was uh it was it was written about a friend of the band who had mentioned she was someone would like write a song about her. Her name was Michelle. Mm-hmm. So they did, Axel did. And at first the song came out like way sappy and kind of lame. So I actually redid it and just kind of spoke the truth about who he knew what Michelle was. And it came out like really, really like fucking great. It came out hard hitting and it came out kind of like sad and depressing, but also aggressive. And then yeah, yeah. I was reading like an interview with Michelle that a fucking rock website did. It. I can't remember what the name was. 2014. No, it was something i never heard of before but then like okay. there was another reddit like thread that was going back to it and like an instagram post from it was, it was a lot of things were, were confirming that this was the real michelle and she kind of like gave like a, a she said she shed light on the situation and she was a hard drug user like very very hard drug user came from a broken home mom died by OD on pills and then her dad which which well, he wasn't in like the porno industry like per se, he just sold like videos, and oh, so like okay. the song kind of like I don't know hyperbolizes his involvement in the porno industry, but she was for sure like really really fucked up on drugs constantly, constantly high, and so when the interviewer was asking her questions like Hey, how did you feel when the song first came out? Did you read like the first draft of it? Her responses were like You know, it's embarrassing to say, but like I was, I was high, I was fucked up the entire time, but then like the lyric, the lyric that that Axel wrote that says now you're clean and so discreet. I won't say a word. That was mm-hmm. in direct reference to Michelle finally getting clean and sober and checking herself into a program, but then seeing Axel at a party and partying with the same. Because she grew up, Michelle grew up with with Slash, and then eventually met Axel through Slash, and so so she's clean and sober for for many months. Sees Axel at a party. They hang out. She starts using it again. And she tells Axel, she asks him not to tell anyone because she was embarrassed. And that's where that lyric came from. And I would just, uh, that was so cool because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Axel's a douche, right? We well, think Axel's an asshole. But that's kind of yeah. cool. I don't know. I thought that was rad. I <laughs> he is kind of, I mean,
1: when Dude, you think about it, fucked up up
0: upbringing, though. Like, he's so mentally fucked in his head. Like, he has so many problems that he's dealing with throughout the rest of his life, he will be dealing with these problems. Yeah, and and, yeah. and sweet child of mine, like I mean lyrically, that's a fucking weird one for me. I never thought about, but my but my Michelle, like like Axel, and then Michelle would say that Axel used to call her because she was like the the person Axel would call most when when singing a song, either like during this time or before this time came out, he would call Michelle, and he would just kind of like like clap his hands for the beat and then sing her a song that he's writing. So she heard all of these songs before they were finalized and put on the album. Cuz Axel like confided right. in her. And yeah. and this is just some girl and then at some point she decided that she'd completely done with drugs, kind of like cut off ties to all the band and everything and and started a life and now she's happy and whatever. But it's just like damn man, like this I don't know. This song is really good. This song is so good and this is the I thought this was like the deepest song purposefully on the album
1: I think so too, I, I think this is I think this is the most the deepest I don't want to say heartfelt but I guess emotional would would be the best way to put it but I feel like this is more like a sympathetic view on her not really I don't know I just feel like more of it like he he feels like a sort of sympathy toward her yeah uh, in the lyrics for sure on the song but what what do I know what the fuck do I know we know everything. Well, I know everything. You know nothing. Cause well, I actually ridiculous. know I actually know more than you, but I play it off like I don't, because I don't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> you don't know more than me in any <laughs> I, facet I, of, of life. I, I absolutely know more than you. I Like I said, I don't want to make you feel bad, that so I play it a little bit stupid. But you know less than me. Well, that's wrong. That's what stupid is. <laughs> this say. is like a Dwight and that's Michael Scott fight. That's what stupid Scott people fight, say. Like, just <laughs> 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 like
0: this is something that i could see them fighting about
1: <laughs> and it goes nowhere like it literally goes nowhere but anyway what are we talking about my michelle my michelle my michelle uh do we have anything else on this should we move on we we'll move we're on, really maybe. three songs deep baby i know shit okay so I, I, I
0: knew this would happen so like my top six bangers i wrote the most notes for and then everything else, I kind of just half-assed because I knew we were. It's gonna take us fucking forever to get through at least like the top four songs, especially <laughs> yeah, to, the singles.
1: Yeah. Top four for sure is gonna be. That's gonna take the longest. Oh my god! All right. So what was your? Oh, your three B. Oh, your three B was my, my Michelle. Yeah. Okay, so my three B is. Um, you're crazy. You're crazy. Really? Yeah, that's my three B. I. I felt like this song like I said I hate I hate punk and roll I think that's the stupidest thing to say but it's the best combination of like the rock and roll and the mo- it, this is honestly the most punk song on the whole record it has this aggressiveness but it's still so groovy because of Steven Adler he has that fucking groove he has that swing I mm-hmm. love it and even though he's such a swingy good swingy guitar player drummer he can still drive a song So well, and this is one of the those instances. He he Mm. just fucking he kills it on. I honestly, as from a songwriting perspective, Adler fucking kills it on this song. Mm. So, Mm. I don't know.
0: What do you think? Do you do you you hear all those like a condescending? "Hmm?" Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, perfect.
1: Yeah. Does this does this one even sit as a banger for you?
0: No, (laughs) no, not even close. This is the lowest B I have. Are you serious? I think this is the weakest song on the album. I think this is complete filler.
1: Wow,
0: this is complete filler. We're, I mean, come on, we're, we're we're coming off "Sweet Child of Mine," so you gotta either throw something memorable, or you gotta throw a filler. And I think they threw something
1: filler. But see, we but in this part of the record, you needed a song like this. You needed something more straightforward, because everything, a lot of the songs on this record are are meant to be so big and anthemic and. And I guess legendary. You get to do Rocket instances. Queen
0: after after Sweet Child of Mine. Rocket Queen's a fucking banger of a song. It's no, a it's fantastic not, it's song. Not,
1: Rocket Queen is not a banger. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a banger. Dude. Okay, it's not a banger. <laughs> 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 I I just I love the simplicity of the of your crazy, uh, and I I think that the guitar tone they kind of they kind of, I mean the guitar tone on this entire record is awesome, but they really kind of made it a little bit crunchier on this song on this particular song and fuck man it's i think i think it's great it's great and the guitar solos aren't overly wanky they're short and sweet and that's kind of what we needed on this part of the record it's not like i said you got to bring it down a little bit and this does a great job of doing of bringing it down but still absolutely killing it i think think it's a great record much, a great song.
0: much, much like Axel says in the song, "You're fucking crazy," <laughs> because it's not a banger. All right, well, let's
1: move on. What do you got for your four B? I
0: mean, if you, you're you're passionate about this baby. No, boy, we don't have to. Things. No, no,
1: you hate this. I mean, I, I touched upon it. We don't need to talk about it anymore. So I w- do think this is the weakest song on the album. Yeah, but it's, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> 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 I mean, I Rock Queen is really a gonna, banger for you. Yeah, Rock Queen went nine B. It's a good song, but damn, dude, it is not a banger. It's it's
0: it's an, it's a nine B. It's it's good. It's good.
1: Okay, all right. It's
0: good. It's good.
1: So, what do you got for your four or your yeah your four B? Sweet child of mine, baby. Oh oh God. Here we go. Here we
0: go. There, I to talk on. about it. Yes. Okay. This song it. has been overplayed by about fifteen years, but it's still pretty cool. Crafted. It's, it's it's a well-crafted it's song. Like, the main part has everyone in the band actually contributing in a way that if you played that instrument in a band, you'd be super stoked to contribute in your cover band. Right? (laughs) Like, Slash's riff that you start off at, fucking dope. Dude, Duff's bass line, super dope. Easy thrown in, like, the, 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 the background rhythm guitar part, that's also really fucking great. But even your boy, even your boy over here, Adler. Yeah.
1: He's... He's doing something. He, oh, you're he, finally going to give him some credit? He's playing drums. He, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he has a drum kit in front of him, yeah. He,
0: he, he has <laughs> a drum kit in front of him. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but like, Slash's riff relies on the building aspect of the song. Slash's riff is fucking cool. It's a cool riff, man. It is a really cool riff. It is iconic, and it's something you learn on the guitar because it's fun to play. It feels good. Just you like as you're watching your fucking fingers play so high in the fretboard, you're like, oh wow, this just feels fucking cool. I like picking these little circus notes, as he as he called yes. it.
1: Slash calls it, yeah.
0: But like, it's being supported by everybody else in the band. It's it's a layering of a song, and everyone else is layering their part on, like a cake. And it's all it's all uh, it's not quite equal parts, but it's all really really good parts. And that's what I like about this song. And like the fact that Slash like still plays the intro part in the chorus, but like modulates yeah. it a little bit to match the notes of the chorus, that's really cool. I like the consistency. And then the solos, man, the solos are so rad. They just flow so nicely. This is some this is like <laughs> this is some of Slash's best writing. I think Slash's best really? guitar playing is on Paradise City, but Slash's solo writing, this is his best. Because he you builds so, his huh? solos, wow. he builds his solos nicely. They gain momentum. His his first solo is vastly different than his final solo, but they all they all hold true to the song. But they all build a little bit. They all extrapolate from the previous solo and just add a little bit to the end of it. And his final solo, man, dude, his final solo just has so many cool parts to it. It goes from low, low and slow to high and tight, right? <laughs> it's it's bridged <laughs> by just scaling up. It's like... <laughs> Like, come on, man. That's just so simple and so dumb. But to build a solo to where the first part of it is all low, all low notes, all on the high E string here, we're just kind of sludging along, and then you, you scale it upwards, and you go to this really wanky, but still slow, still melodic, still kind of like you could sing along to this solo. It's fucking rad. It is a fantastic solo. And it's no joke why this is considered one of the greatest solos of all time. Because it's that good. It really is. The solo is, is good. No, it is, is that fucking
1: good. good. I I honestly, I feel like the thing that holds this song back so much is Axel's vocals. Yeah, they're catchy. The chorus is catchy. But damn, are they stupid. Because, like, a, like my biggest issues with Axel and this band are the ballads. Like, their, their ballads suck. Or these Axels' part of the ballads are terrible. And this this is not an exception like <laughs> he's not a good ballad vocalist i don't think so at all he he's obnoxious beyond belief and it and it takes away from so much of the song because i agree i love i love izzy's like clean parts when 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 slash is doing his 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 thing you know izzy's kind of just playing those chords and just kind of being there as just kind of a backup guy just that's what he is and and it, it's so, it's so effective. And I agree with you too. Like Duff has some, some really rad bass lines, especially in the beginning and being in a band and jamming. And we have a friend who loved that bass line and he always played that bass line. <laughs> it's a good bass line. Practice, all practice. He would just play that bass line over and over That and Soul to Squeeze. Squeeze. Oh, so I think it was a Soul song. to Squeeze, right? That was the song Joe used to play all the time? Dean knows it. Was a de- 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 yeah. Oh, wait, what song is that?
0: It's from Californication, right?
1: No, it's not Californication. It's no, it's from. Uh, it's from. Uh, what's? By the way, I think. Great. Right?
0: That's from Californication.
1: No, it's not from Californication. What fucking song is that? It's from. By the way, I think.
0: Or no, it's I from
1: Blood. Sex. It's from Blood, Sex. What? No way. Yeah, but I from sex. sex. Anyway, who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a
0: stupid fucking baseline. Anyway,
1: <laughs> where was I at? Anyway, yeah, I, I think every everybody shines on this song except for Axel. Axel is by far the worst part of this song. I mean, I think he's the worst part of the record, but in this song especially, Axel is the worst part of this song, and it really takes away from so much of it. Can't stand it. Can't stand okay. him.
0: That's that's almost kind of true. What you said. And when I say that, I mean you're so far from being right that it's disgusting. So, <laughs> here we go. No, was not go, the worst go. part of this record. No, mm-hmm. I, it's 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 one hundred percent fucking Adler. Yeah. He's the boring. He's to a dime a dozen. This kid. He's lucky. He's lucky. They like pretended that he was he was just sick with the flu for that performance when he was really just coked out. He's fucking lucky they didn't kick him out earlier because he's he's just not good, he's just not good. And sweet child of the mind, like I I also I thought that Axel's voice is just super annoying. but it always reminds me of, of I guess this version reminds me of sweet child of the mind. But in uh, Step Brothers, when, oh, when the brother in the car scene, I was gonna bring like, that
1: up. I was gonna bring it up. That is you...
0: so fucking funny that I cannot. Every time I listen to Sweet Child of Mind, I picture that car scene. I do too.
1: I do too. And the and voice I
0: hate solo. It. And it's like, God, that's, that's what Axel wishes he could do because that guy's a better singer. Whatever that actor was does, is a better singer Adam than Axel Rose.
1: I wonder if that's actually Adam Scott's voice. I feel like it is
0: because we see, like, Ed Helms is a fantastic singer. He's a fantastic guitarist. He plays the banjo really, really well.
1: So yeah, there's no yeah.
0: I don't know there's no reason like why would you have an entire scene based around the fact him singing and then have you I mean it does
1: sound like him it does like sound like his voice Right so yeah It might and be him And his wife him. sings and she's just trash at remember you <laughs> got yeah, like yataki. you're flat you're you're totally flat <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to come in and save this or he says something like that <laughs> And then it's and then so the stupid good. and then the stupid bitch son like comes in and does the that whole like thing at the end Oh yeah he's an an end. Asshole. fuck you oh, Dude I hate that kid He's, no, he's so annoying. He's so, yeah, annoying. he's so
0: annoying. He's the Axel Rose of that family.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, the Axel Rose. Worthless. And 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 the wife is Stephen Adler, the best part of the family. That's that's well because she's actually the worst part of the family. So well, that's she fun. wasn't. She was the best part. Adam she was flat. Douchebag. She was flat. She was flat. <laughs> you're flat. You're totally flat. Why do I? Why do I pay for voice lessons if you're going to sound? Oh, like that's me? what he said. That's right. Yeah, he, he said, said why, he "Why do I pay for <laughs>
0: voice lessons?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and, but yeah, so this was Dickhead. this was a song that became controversial because when it was found out that it was it was it was really similar to a song called uh, Unpublished Critics by an Australian band called Australian Crawl. And this song I did Dumb listen name, to also and holy shit, dude, Sweet Child of Mine is the same fucking song. It's the pacing really no the pacing's different, but when you listen to like Australian Crawl you just like this is sweet child of the mind, dude. Like like that wow. that Kermit the Frog thing where you like sipping the tea, and kind of mm-hmm. like mm, okay, well this is awkward. Like it's the same fucking song.
1: Shit. It's not just saying, the guitar, like, or is it? It's everything. It's
0: it it's the lead guitar where, where like the lead guitar goes. It's the entire melody. It's the really? notes, but like. I don't know. There's bound to be overlap in, in, in different things. And I can't imagine these twenty year olds listening to a lot of Australian music.
1: Yeah, I know. In Where the, the fuck 80s. are they gonna listen to this? When they're all exactly. strung out. When they're all strung out. Yeah. So I,
0: I think <laughs> it's complete just like happenstance, but it's pretty Unless
1: bad. unless the record label fed them that song. Huh? Wouldn't that's, put it past that's them. That's possible. Wouldn't that's put it past possible. them. I'm considering what we for sure. Hell no. what we were reading about Geffen and really kind of pressuring MTV to play the play Welcome to the Jungle, I would not be surprised if the record label really pushed the song on them.
0: I wouldn't be surprised either, and especially considering like it came from like a sound check, right? Supposedly yeah, that supposedly. that Slash was just like noodling on, and then then your boy was like, oh, I can make a drum beat to that." Listen, because he's a, a great beat. drummer, yeah. <laughs> And like that's how the song was born. Like, eh, I don't know.
1: Hey, man, when you got a good beat, you got a good song. I
0: do, dude. I, I I I do think like 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 I tell Nick like Nick's kind of in the midst of wanting to do guitar lessons. He's practicing more now, and it's just it's just like if you want to be good, you have to practice. And that that same interview with Michelle that I read, she they asked like how like what, what was what was Slash like growing up? Because she knew him. She he was like ten up yeah, until the yeah. age of fucking now. And she's like, when he first started playing guitar, when he was like in his teens, like he brought the guitar everywhere. Whenever he go to like a football practice for like his mom or whatever, the fucking, they go to church or whatever, he brings his guitar. He always had his guitar with him. He was always practicing. He was inseparable with that guitar. And if you want to be good, you have to practice. You just have to practice. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's, it becomes your life, right? Like it becomes your life. It's an extension of your body, unless you just, I don't know some type of crazy crazy virtuoso but even then like, you have to practice. Yeah. And yeah. and like Slash is is one of the goats because he practices and still practices still plays. He owns over 100 guitars. Like he's fucking it's insane. It's
1: fucking nuts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, boy. Lyrically, so what, do we, have, lyrically, yeah, what though, do we have lyrically on this?
0: Lyrically, I thought this was kind of cool because knowing knowing Axel's. So, like, before I read about Axel's uh, up- upbringing, this song's dumb. This song's lame lyrically. It's stupid. It's goofy. I think it's just childish. I think it's dumb. But then reading about like Axel's upbringing, uh, his abuse, his, his molestation, how he really mm. kind of didn't even a- a- acknowledge himself that he never really like like grew up mentally and socially. He was kind of still always stuck in that like purgatory of being young. So, right? This is about a girl that Axel dated and then married. She she later claimed that she married Axel because he threatened to kill himself if she didn't. But this song does have like this kind of weird innocence to it, and I think he's comparing her love to his childhood innocence, which is even more interesting because of all the abuse he endured as a kid. So it's like it's like he's only comparing her to the good parts of what it was like when he was a kid mm. or like what little good parts there even was. Because there was so much bad, so those little tiny good parts of when he was a kid, whatever that was that like, or she triggered that memory in his mind, like that's what this song is about. So I think the song superficially is dumb and fucking dumb as fuck. It's so stupid, but I think the whole thing, like the sweet child of mine, like why is he calling her child? I think it's because he's reverting to his childhood state. Yeah, that I, think could it's, be. I think it's something deeper, man. I think it's some, some like cool. Uh, like Freudian, Siegfried and Freudian slip there. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> but the part, uh. the part of the lore of, of, of Guns N' that I don't like is the last part of the song, the 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 where do we go, where do we go? Yeah, now? I, I don't like that. that part. And supposedly, like it was, just from As- Axel asking the producer in the booth at the end of the song because they didn't know how to end the song, so he's like asking, like, where do we go? Like, what what do we do now? Uh, and then he was like, "We well, should just, you should just keep saying that, and then we'll just riff off of it." Like, ah, I don't, I don't believe that's that. lame. That's weak.
1: I don't believe it because of Frenzy. how of how meticulous he was with recording this record, his vocals. I don't, I don't buy it at all. Dude, Slash is so
0: good at that outro, though. He
1: yeah, is. It's really yeah, that part is really mm. good. Mm. It's really good. So yeah, so we got Child the big singles. We got our tops. Do we want to play Sweet Child of Mine? Everybody, Everybody fucking knows Sweet Child of Mine. No. We don't okay. play that All shit. Right. All right. So since we don't really want to play Sweet Child of Mine, what do you want to get into next? Because that was your 4B, right? That was my 4B. Oh, my God. So my Just 4B saying. is Night Train. Where does this one sit for you?
0: That's my that's my 6B. You love that fucking cowboy shit, that cowbell shit in the oh, intro, too. don't you?
1: yeah love the cowbell. love how stupid that that vocal melody that vocal melody is as well it's so it's so catchy i It's so catchy i, I hate it and love it at the same time. Very eighties.
0: this one this is like another one that just rolls along like a freight train, night train, mm-hmm. freight train. It's a great song with like a solid melody. when the music kind of stops, and then we just hear the like the guitar chords being rung out. While Axel is singing, dude, that part is so boss. And then Duff yeah. throws some single note hits, right? The boom, boom, and that's yeah. those ring out, like all to like naturally swell into the chorus.
1: That's just good. That's this is we talking about good. This is just good songwriting. It is. It's straight up good songwriting. And this is the first song on the record where Duff finally kind of shines. Where he can, he kind of his bass kind of cuts through the mix, and you can actually kind of hear what he's playing. Or he's kind of doing something a little bit off the wall. I wouldn't say squirrely, but just kind of off the wall. It's killer, man. Fucking everybody kills it in this song, and it's so catchy. It's so catchy, but the only reason it's this low is because it's it's so it's just so stupid. And how catchy this is. is?
0: This is the song that like really made me wants you play like slash also like van halen eddie van halen and slash like these are two two guys that i really wanted to like emulate when playing the guitar and this song like really really did it for me because his his first solo is slow but he never just he never stops hitting notes he's filling all space with notes but he never gets yeah, yeah. too fancy with it like there's a couple parts there but I like those type of solos. I like just, like, forego slides, hammers. Just add more notes, more scales. Just go up and down. Noodle. Just keep hitting notes. Fill all of the dead air with just more notes. That's what we need. More notes. <laughs> and I like it. And he just, he, he keeps it going all the time. He just never stops noodling throughout the entire album. Entire, that's His, what I put too.
1: On this song specifically, though.
0: It just never stops fucking noodling. His second solo is for sure the Winky the winky one of the two, yeah, yeah, but man i just i I love solos where it's just it's just more notes I don't need bends, I don't need hammers, I don't need slides, just, just just throw me some like good fucking cool scales call it a day that's all I want,
1: oh, I like it too if it's put in there you know put in there in a classy way, yeah, it sounds fucking great, and slash does it so well he's he's never like we like we said he's not overtly wanky and and he doesn't just play shit just to play it like it there's always a reason for it and it's just perfectly placed yeah most everything he does i love it i love it i can't believe you hate the cowbell on this song i don't hate the cowbell i think it's fantastic i love it well you're talking shit on steven adler but that's fine <laughs>
0: because if this is his claim to fame is just hitting cowbell to the intro of a song then
1: <laughs> <laughs> no man it's like Come i on. said earlier like i said earlier his ride symbol, that ride symbol is just oh dude, it's so crisp. It is it's so much of his tone and his sound. I love that ride symbol. He fucking kills it. You're like
0: you're like a little kid, right? Like like no, you know. You're like a gold nuh, miner. Nuh. You're like you're like a gold miner. I, I, I like the, the the heart of 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 the forty nine er rush. And you're painting okay. for gold. And you're like, oh, look at this little tiny fucking nugget that I found, everybody. The size of, like, my uh, fucking scab on my finger. Look at this. This is so amazing. While everyone else is, like, like pulling out golf ball-sized nuggets. That's like you. Oh, fucking Steven Adler. And it's cowbell in this song, whereas like the entire album is full of just absolute banger after banger, bigger than life uh. solos, amazing vocal performances, really cool basslines. But here you are, like digging for fucking flakes, digging sometimes, for flakes.
1: Sometimes you need those flakes. Those flakes are, are can be just as important as all the wankies.
0: No, but they're not. Like that's the point. Is the flakes are not as important. The flakes are not worth more than the big fucking golf ball sized nuggets. They are worth less.
1: No, you're wrong. Yeah. No,
0: I'm not wrong at all. Steven Adler is like, come on, it's like child's play here. Steven Adler's lucky he
1: was a part of this band.
0: (laughs) He's fucking lucky.
1: Uh, He's only lucky that he wasn't fired sooner because of his drug use. Not because of his plan, but because of his drug use. That's 100% sure. All right. Uh, should we play a little bit of it and get into the lyrics, or just the lyrics and move on? What do you think? Whatever you want to do. What do you? Uh, no, this uh, is this is your pod. That's my six B. That is my six B. Okay. I mean, we don't have to play it if we don't if you don't want to. All right. All right. So then, what do you got for your four B? Mm. Or five, B? five B. Five B. Five B. Five B. Out to get me. Out. Really? to get me. B?
0: Out. to get me. Yeah, this is kind of okay, bluesy not, a bluesy inspired little number either. here. Structurally set up kind of the same as like a, a blues song here. I like this song because it just it just sounds it sounds big. The rhythm is driving forward with the beat and Slash is just doing the lead guitar thing and is all over the place. I love it. It's like a controlled mm-hmm. chaos type of thing. Like they know they know how to like kind of hone it in, but they also know how to make everything just sound just like a mess. But it's not a mess
1: no it's not not at all not not when you have slash not when you have all these great players in the band this is this is another one of the songs where izzy and slash their inner play is is just so it's so good and you don't really hear it i feel you don't really hear it on the first couple listens but when you really take a deep dive into it you kind of hear just kind of do they're they're just like they're a perfect pair a perfect fucking pair and this song really, really shows that. Uh, I won't talk too much about Adler because I know you'll get really fussy about it. He doesn't so do anything. I'll keep it at that. What does he do? What, what does he do here? What does he do? I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. He doesn't do anything. I don't want to talk about it. He does nothing. You're, you're already fussy and I haven't even because said
0: Because he does nothing. Like you, you, Oh my God, you're the worst. You are the fucking worst. <laughs> you're worse than Steve Adler which is hard. That's hard to fucking do cuz he's the worst part of the band.
1: Oy, you are so stupid. Okay. okay. I I mean I can't I don't even I can't even imagine how many stupid pills you took earlier today to come <laughs> to this point. Just two. Just two. That's more than enough. <laughs> um this is this is also another one of the songs where where Axel kind of sings in his higher register uh, throughout most of it and this is this is the main song that really made me realize wow he's a good replacement for brian johnson in acdc this song he has that that kind of scream and higher register of vocals like brian johnson does spot on yes yes
0: but brian johnson is just
1: annoying sometimes i
0: i I like i like acdc i really do but it's it's Bond Scotter Bust. Like if it, it's I mean, it's Bond Scotter Scott, Bust. But yeah. like Leafs and Bounds better. Brian Johnson is just annoying. He just happened to fall into place during like the back and black stuff, and that just happened to be like top five best selling albums of all time. Which is <laughs> so, a good album. It's fantastic. That's a good album. But I don't know. Like oh man, comparatively to this one, like this one has more depth to it back and black is so superficial it's so one-dimensional I love I, it I'm not comparing fuck, it
1: I'm not comparing it to back and black I'm just saying but I hate I hate his, like his vocal styling is yes, similar at, to because John, to Brian Johnson that's all because
0: I'm saying. at this point in his life he was just being annoying <laughs> but like during like the 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 recording for appetite for destruction he was he was kind of like doing something unique he thought he was doing something
1: unique I mean, what do you offer? What do you offer? I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm listening. I'm listening to you okay. talk about how much you hate A C D C. That's what I'm doing. If anybody hates A C D C it's you. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm not not really a fan of ACDC. You fucking hate A C D C. No, I don't hate them. You hate A C D no, C you have nothing.
0: Well, oh, you their drummers actually really fucking good because you no, play... I'm, pff-
1: I'm not pff- 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 I'm not a Paul Red. I'm not a Paul Red. Not Paul Red. Yeah, Paul Red. Red. Wait, Phil Red. Phil Yeah, Red. Paul Red. He plays no, uh,
0: he plays bass in that Wait. one movie. <laughs> Wait, is
1: it Phil Rudd?
0: Who's the drummer? Paul Rudd. In AC/DC? Yeah, Paul Rudd plays. He, the pa, Paul the doesn't play the anybody. Paul Rudd is an actor. Yes. Phil
1: Rudd is what you're Phil thinking. Phil Rudd. Of. Yes, I'm thinking Phil Rudd. Yeah. Well, at least they're, I corrected myself. Well, they're brothers. It They're brothers. Dude, I'm all over the place. I'm doing Pinkerton's Blue. I'm doing Paul Rudd. This is a this is a mess of an episode.
0: Actually, to be fair, like, Paul Rudd could be playing bass in, in ACDC because he never ages, so we have no idea how fucking old he is. I That's true. And the
1: and the bass lines aren't too difficult in ACDC, so pretty much anybody could play it. Even Steven Adler can play it on the drums. He could play the bass on the drums. I think Steven
0: Adler started playing bass, too. That was, like, his first instrument. Was it really? I think we talked about that. Did we
1: not talk about that? That's no. No we didn't talk about scroll, that. Up, you, scroll, you, up, you,
0: scroll up scroll up scroll up you don't up. you don't
1: ever want to talk about steven adler that's the thing
0: yeah actually you're right i have no notes on steven adler i took zero notes on him
1: wow because you're fucking stupid i
0: have all those notes on slash
1: axel duff izzy oh, fun. <laughs> i have none on steven adler <laughs> you, you have you probably have notes on gilby <laughs> clark on all these other fucking people too no anyway. no no should we play a bit of the song what do you want to do should, should we talk about the lyrics I mean, I feel, I feel, I feel confident. Like, I feel good. If we just, if we just,
0: maybe a little bit of lore, maybe a little okay. bit of Axel, and they called it a night. Like, I'm good. I, I got all let's of my it, main then. points across.
1: I do too. I mean, really, the only other songs that really stand out to me are Mr. Brownstone. Um, yeah, Mr. Brownstone is really it. Yowza. But, but other than that, yeah, no. Let, <laughs> let's get into like some of the lore and what, what you got on this. So,
0: like, again, just going back to, like, Axel and, and his entire just upbringing, born to, like, an underage mom and a 20-year-old dad. Jeez. Like, that that was unreal. She was, like, 15 and he was 20. Like, that's, bro, that's rape. That's statutory Yeah, rip. It is. It's terrible. that's ain't. not even close. That's not like a 17 year old dating an 18 year old. That's that's we're talking fucking five years. Yeah. And then like his dad abducted him early on, molested him as a child, and his 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 never like knew his real dad, only learned that he even existed because he was murdered. And then years after it even happened, that's how he came across it. Like, what does that do to a person? Oh, it permanently fucks you up. That's what it does. I can't even imagine what it does. I don't know, and, and and the reason why his name is Axel, right? Because he didn't want to take his father's name of William, because that's his name, William. So he chose Axel because of the band that he was in. I don't know, but then like this this was like the coolest thing. This is the most like rock and roll thing I've ever heard about. Axel Rose is 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 the dude was working at Tower Records on Sunset before Guns N' Roses, and just took odd jobs. You know, participating in like cigarette studies. And and in working like maintenance jobs and cleaning shit up. Working at Tower yeah. Records, the Tower <laughs> Records, and then years later, weird to think about. Within like two years, now he's in like one of the most, one of the most greatest rock bands in the history of mankind.
1: And at years the, after that, I worked at Tower Records. Unreal. Unreal. I know.
0: Well, if you play drums like like Easy uh, Easy uh, <laughs> Rose, then maybe. Maybe made me a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> then I read a cool story about Slash, where Slash, he used a rented Marshall amp for the Appetite album, and he mm. loved it so much, he tried to steal it from the company by telling them it was stolen, but it was later repossessed because one of the roadies accidentally brought it to one of the studios, and they got caught. <laughs>
1: So he got repossessed. That's so <laughs> I read good. too. I read too that he um, he came across his tone by accident. Like he he prior to this record, he didn't have that that signature kind of crunch and tone. But it but it took like many sessions to find that combination of that Gibson with that Marshall and that combination of it all to find that that, that perfect tone that we hear from him on this record. Which
0: like now seems so standard, right? Like if you just yeah. want a good tone, just buy a Gibson or buy a Les Paul, buy like a Marshall half stack, call it a day. It's gonna sound yeah. great. <laughs>
1: yes, like exactly. we,
0: we like we take that such we, t- we take those little things for granted so much.
1: Yeah, but he came across it by accident. It's fucking wild. Oh. It's so simple.
0: Zach Wild, Olivia Wild, Olivia Wild, wild
1: Thornberries. Trying to think of another wild, but I can't think of another wild.
0: Wow, 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 wild and crazy kids.
1: Wild Wild West.
0: Jim West. Desperado. Rough rider. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're I think we're pretty much done here. Let me wrap it up. For <laughs> <laughs> for just quoting like Wild Wild West by yeah, I think we're I think we're pretty much done here.
1: <laughs> you said wild and crazy kids. That's even stupider. Dude, Omar. Was that uh, Omar? Is stupider Omar, a word? Omar
0: Epps. Is stupider a word? Or Omar Gooding. Omar Epps? Yeah, stupider's a word. You're stupider. Boy's good to jupiter to get more stupider. Duh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fucking stupid. This is very dumb. Is very All right. Dumb. Uh, so, so yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, so let's go to our final thoughts on this record, Appetite for Destruction, and uh, give it a rating according to our world-famous three-point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard heard. So what do you got, Jeff? Go.
0: This this album is just it, it holds it holds a good place in my heart. This I'm not like a I'm not a flashy guy. I, I don't I don't like big flashy solos. I I I've, I've I've come to recently appreciate them more in the recent years because the past like 10 years I've hated them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not I'm not like a flashy guy and this is this is like the this is like the, the kryptonite to what I normally like in music, but this album has a lot of nostalgia for me, and I've, I've listened to it just hundreds of times, honestly hundreds of times, and uh, it's just, it's good. It is that good. This is one of those albums that, that, is, that is, it deserves all the praise that it gets because it's that fucking good. Everybody is fantastic in this, except for Steven Adler, but this Could album is that it. great, Axel Rose is great in this. He's unbelievable in this. His vocals is, they're unmatched. He's never done anything like this ever again. Shit, the band's never done anything like this ever again. This band is a one-hit wonder. They did one great, great, great album, and that's it. Everything else is, is mediocre, lukewarm, okay, fine. So uh, I don't know this is not a perfect album because there's a couple songs in here that I I just, I don't, I think are okay. But they're still fun. So, uh, I give this like, I would give this a 2.99. Wow. 2.99. I
1: really thought you were going to give this a perfect 3. That's crazy. I
0: just, I can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't because there's like solid like three block of songs that it just, I can't, I can't get over because they're okay. 2.99. Fuck. Man, this is, this is this is dude. This is one of the best like Davey
1: albums of all time. It truly is, it really is. All right, that's fair. I understand. I totally get it. Uh, my final thoughts. You know, like I said, I never really heard this record in its entirety until a few years ago, and even after that, I never listened to it again until this week, and it, it really grew on me. I, I really understand why. I guess I kind of understand why this band was so popular because of this record. I mean, the three big songs were just, they're just so massive and it's fucking nuts. And and the songs really are good, but there are some hidden gems. Like we were talking about my Michelle, like what the fuck is that? Like it, it, I, I've never heard it on the radio. It's never been, it's never talked about, but it's still like the best song on the record. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, th- this record's great. I I I know you hate it, but Steven Adler, I really think he he really he shines on this record. Not technically speaking, but from a songwriting aspect, he fucking kills it. And everybody has their moments on this record, even Axel. Like I think Axel is the worst part of this record, but he does have moments where he really shines. And it's solid. Uh and I'm honestly very impressed by Slash. He 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 surprises me every time I listen to him and it's kind of like where you're listening to a song and you're just it's kind of in the on in the background and you're like wow this is actually really good and you start to really think about it again and it's because slash brings you or for me at least slash brought me back into a song after it was kind of just background music like he always just kind of brings it back because he's that fucking good and he, he just shines that much it's fucking awesome so um i don't know that's all i got for this one, so I'm gonna have to give this album "Appetite for Destruction" a 2.5 out of three. That's what I. That's what I give this one. 2.5. Pretty out of 3. pretty high. Higher than I was than I was even expecting. I'm
0: yeah. That's higher than I thought you were gonna give it to.
1: Well, I mean, if Axel was better, I might have given it a perfect three.
0: You never know. I I think you're you're again you're you're digging for flakes here when you're missing like the nuggets, but that's fine.
1: Hey, that's if you got if you gather enough flakes, they can equate to something bigger than the. Than the what, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, just, yeah. We can just
0: call it, I guess, because it's. Just, yeah. My God, <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking this flakes is and nugs and. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I think that's it for the episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, keep listening. Tell all your friends. Even though this was a kind of a weird episode. Um yeah, you know, Asinai Radio is all the social media, give us five stars and thank you all for listening, and that's it. That's all. Steven A good one yeah
0: it is a no it is a perfect song it is fantastic yeah. just zip your lip like a padlock if you have nothing nice to say okay ah
1: right. <laughs> 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 oh, god damn so my number three is the spaghetti incident i cannot
0: fucking believe are you serious chinese democracy is your second fucking favorite i didn't say it was my second favorite Oh my God, dude, there's no way. I did not say it was my second favorite, you stupid. It has ass. to be. It fucking better be your second favorite. The the actual album title of The Spaghetti oh, Incident is, yeah. is in the quotations. Sp-
1: and it's with a question mark.
0: Oh my God, that is so awesome. The Spaghetti awesome.
1: Incident? That's oh, so cool. Oh fuck, I didn't even notice the question mark. Oh, I love it even more now. What about Pinkerton's Blue? That's a great debut record. I not Pinkerton's no, Blue, that fucking is. Pinkerton's Blue? What the fuck is wrong with me?
0: Pinkerton's Weezer's Blue. Pinkerton's Blue is really good. I like Pinkerton's Blue. <laughs> I will forever call it Pinkerton's Blue from now on, actually. <laughs> That's <is> so stupid. <laughs> and then Blue's Pinkerton will be the, the follow-up <laughs> to that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's that so good. So it dumb. sounds so much
0: better, actually, Pinkerton's Blue, rather than Weezer's Blue. It's probably a Sweet Child of Mines on his tinker for you.
1: Uh, it's not. It's not only because it's so iconic. I can't. I can't make it a stinker. It's too can't iconic.
0: Fuck with it. It's so good.
1: I don't really like the song though.
0: Oh, it's so good. Nobody likes a <laughs> song. Nobody likes a song. Nobody in earth Slash, likes that
1: song. Even Slash doesn't like the song.
0: Yeah, but he it. He says, "Yeah, the song. I don't like it, but eh, it's pretty good." <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 <It's>
1: a, <laughs> that's exactly
0: movie. how I feel about this because it's, it's, it's my 4B it's my 4B
1: oh god you're such a I
0: don't even like it but I mean come on come on it's still pretty good <sighs> it's, it's just a good. well it's a well crafted song can you believe these are like these guys are like fucking? They were twenty one when they're recording this. Like, how do you record
1: this at twenty one? I know it's fucking stupid, right? What were you thinking? How can you? How be a And make those and write those. Oh drum God! Beans? Why are you? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, just don't, I don't understand. <laughs> oh boy!
1: But what? What do I know? What the fuck do I know? We know everything. Well, I know everything. You know nothing, cause well, I actually ridiculous. know. I actually know more than you, but I play it off like I don't, because I don't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> you don't know more than me in <laughs> I, any facet I, of of life. I I absolutely know more than you. <laughs> I like I said, I don't want to make you feel bad, that so I play it a little bit stupid. But you know less than me. Well, that's wrong. That's what stupid. <laughs> this say. is like a Dwight and that's Michael what stupid Scott people fight, say. like just. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: this is something that, that i could see them fighting about
1: and it goes nowhere like it literally goes nowhere but even your boy even your boy over here adler yeah he's he's doing something he, oh he, you're finally gonna give him some credit he's playing drums he, he is <laughs> <laughs> he has a drum kit in front of
0: him yeah he, he, he has <laughs> a drum kit in front of him sure absolutely <laughs> but
1: like if anybody hates A C D C it's you. Oh that's true, yeah. I'm not not really a fan of A C D C. You fucking hate A C D C. No, I don't hate them. You hate I, AC. No, you have nothing.
0: Well oh, you their drummer's actually really fucking good because he no, plays I'm pff- not
1: I'm not, pff- pff- I'm not a Paul Red. Pff- I'm not a Paul Red not Paul Red. Yeah, Phil Paul Red. Red. Wait, Phil Redd? Phil yeah, Red Yeah, Paul Red.
0: He plays no, in, Phil- uh, he plays bass in that Wait. one movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, is it Phil Red? Who's the drummer Paul Red. in A C D C
0: yeah, Paul Rudd plays. The pa- Paul you're doesn't the play words. anybody. Paul Rudd is an actor. Yes,
1: higher than I was than I was even expecting. i
0: Yeah, that's higher than I thought you were gonna give it to. Well,
1: I mean, if Axel was better, I might have given it a perfect three. You never know.
0: I, I think you're, you're again. You're you're digging for flakes here when you're missing like the nuggets, but that's fine.
1: Hey, that's if fun. you got if you gather enough flakes. They can equate to something bigger than the... Than the what, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just, yeah. It. We
0: can just call it, I guess, because it's just, Yeah. My God. <laughs> Fucking this flakes is... and nugs and... Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right.